0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode number 102 of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. This is the third installment in our Financial Confidence series. So you'll recall that in episode number 100, we talked about financial confidence and generating income. In episode number 101, we talked about financial confidence and savings. And today, in the third and final installment, I'd like to talk about financial confidence and investing. Today, I'm going to take a mindset approach to investing. The reason why most people don't invest is because of their beliefs about themselves and about the investment process. So today, what I'd like to talk about are those investment beliefs, the mindset around investing. We're going to unpack the three most common reasons why people aren't investing. And I will also offer some helpful coaching questions to help you identify whether those particular beliefs around investing are serving you and how to challenge them if they're not. So the three most common reasons that I see that people aren't investing are number one, they say they don't know how, which implies a fear of making a mistake. And there might be many reasons for that fear. Maybe they feel like they have a lack of financial education. Maybe they feel like it's really complex investing. Maybe they are risk adverse or they feel like they don't have a lot of income to use for investing. There's also social norms and stereotypes. We've talked about those before. And maybe a lack of representation in terms of not being able to see and identify with people like yourself who are actually investing. And that final reason why there might be a fear of making a mistake when it comes to investing is because of a lack of confidence. I think I've shared before the story about the study that was done. In terms of financial literacy, it was a multiple choice exam was offered to a group of people. The first round of this exam, there was an option that had I don't know as an alternative. When they took the I don't know option away from the second round of the exam, what they found is that across different groups, particularly gender, the results were equally distributed. But when they had the I don't know option there, men outperformed women on this financial literacy exam. What I took away from that is that women or marginalized groups are more likely to put forward I don't know as an option than they are to make a guess. And I believe that comes from a lack of confidence. So we'll talk more about how to develop that confidence and the willingness to make a mistake. The reason that this fear can be such a barrier in terms of investing is because when we are telling ourselves that I don't know enough, I can't do this, I might make a mistake. If I invest and make a mistake, I could lose all of my money. When we're telling ourselves those types of things on a regular basis, what that creates for us is self-doubt and a lack of confidence. And from that lack of confidence, we are more likely to procrastinate on our investments or not invest at all. And then when we're not investing, what we're doing is we're actually robbing ourselves of an opportunity to learn through trial and error. You know, you hear it said so many times that it's become cliche that the bigger mistake isn't in trying and failing; it's in not trying at all. I think there's many famous examples of this. Michael Jordan, as an example, was widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but in high school, he was cut from his high school basketball team. And what he has famously said is that that failure to make the team is what fueled his determination to practice, improve his skills. And he went on to have a legendary career in multiple championships. So Michael Jordan is one famous example. Walt Disney is another famous example. He went bankrupt with his first animation company before he created Mickey Mouse and went on to create the Disney brand. And one of my favorite examples of trying and failing and learning from those mistakes is Thomas Edison. The reason he's my favorite is because when he had many, many failed attempts before inventing the light bulb, he was quoted as saying, I have not failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And I often say this to myself, okay, well, I haven't made a mistake, I've found another way that doesn't quite work yet. Edison's persistence and his ability to learn from each setback is ultimately what led to many groundbreaking innovations that he created. So what can you do if you identify this thought pattern for yourself? If you notice yourself telling yourself that I don't know, I don't want to make a mistake, I don't have enough time, it's too late, all of that fear, once you identify it, what you can tell yourself are a couple of helpful things. If you feel like you don't have the education that you need What I'd like to offer is that you have the ability to go out and create that education. My favorite way to do that is to start small and invest the minimum amount on a monthly basis. The reason why I suggest this is because this gives you several opportunities. First and foremost, it gives you the opportunity to build a relationship with your financial advisor. Having someone there that you can ask questions to, someone that you can cultivate a sense of trust, and you don't feel intimidated by their use of jargon, that they're willing to explain things to you in a way that makes sense to you, that relationship is critical. Making small investments on a monthly basis also gives you the opportunity to build an automated system for regular investing. This is really, really important because the more that you can make this into a routine or a habit, the less intimidating that it feels. With those small wins in creating the system and starting to see that money accumulate and given the opportunity to ask questions, it builds your confidence and your willingness to experiment The final reason why I like to suggest starting small and just building that habit of investing is because there's opportunities to minimize your taxes right out of the gate. So even though you might not be building wealth quite at the rate that you want to, you are still able to save money in your taxes, which can be enough of an incentive to keep going. So I'd like to encourage you to take this approach with all of the money experts in your life. Building that network of resources in terms of your financial advisor, your insurance advisor, your lawyer, your accountant, having all of those people, they are working for you in terms of helping you to become more educated around your money. The more you're able to engage in trial and error and the ability to ask questions and seek clarification of these experts, the more you will be engaging in your own education. It's so interesting because these days with the internet and AI, we've never before had so much access to education. And so what's going to become most important now and in the future is not going to be about having access to the knowledge, it's going to be about your ability to take that knowledge and apply it to real life situations. The ability to try something and learn from those experiences, that's where the real power is going to come from. The second reason that people might be disinclined to engage in investment is because they're telling themselves that they don't have enough money. That in order to save for the future, they're going to have to make sacrifices in the present. This is coming from that either or mentality, from a lack mentality. It can often create feelings of pressure, deprivation, oppression, and most notably resistance. So it makes sense that if there's this idea that building wealth for the future requires a lot of sacrifice in the present, why there might be a lot of resistance around that. Some helpful questions, if you notice yourself in that belief system, some questions that you can ask yourself in order to challenge those beliefs are things like, what if I could have abundance now in the present moment and abundance in the future. What might that look like? What if building wealth and investment was fun? What if I could automate my investments in a way that I wouldn't even miss the amount that's being invested or I wouldn't have to stress about it? these questions can help you to shift your paradigm a little bit and start looking at other options in terms of what we're thinking and feeling around our money in the present moment. Sometimes we get so locked into these belief systems that we don't even realize that there are alternatives out there. So asking ourselves these helpful coaching questions can help us to explore and shift our mindset slightly just to see what other options are available to us. I can remember when I was in my 20s, I wasn't making a lot of income at that point in time, although I did see the value in investing a little bit each month. And what I decided is that I was going to invest $100 per month. I can remember thinking at that time that Where am I going to find $100 to invest? At that point in my life, that was a lot of money comparative to what I was bringing in in income. So what I did is I started an automatic transfer. On the day I got my bi-weekly paycheck, I set it up with my bank so that there was an automatic transfer from my personal checking account over to my investment account of $50 each paycheck. And what I quickly realized is that I didn't even miss this money. It was out of sight, out of mind. I talked about this last episode under the concept of pay yourself first. So if that's something that interests you, you can go back to episode number 101. The last reason that I want to talk about today, why people might not be investing is apathy or boredom. (laughs) I was talking to my favorite millennial the other day, and I asked her why she might not want to invest at this point in her life. And her response was that it's just too boring. (laughs) She didn't feel intimidated. She didn't have any resistance around it she just didn't see the value in it which I think is really quite a common thing especially when you are younger and the time horizon by which you have for investing can be quite long so it feels like okay that's future me's problem that's not something that I have to worry about right now. What I like to offer people who are in that position is that investing can actually be quite fun. And the reason I say that is because when you start to take control of your money decisions, you're making conscious choices around where you're going to spend or put your money. You start to feel a sense of empowerment. You start to notice that you feel in control of your money you start to realize that even the setbacks feel powerful because you're learning from those setbacks. So I like to see the process of investing as my opportunity to build my growth mindset and it continues to be a source of power for me. So if you notice yourself thinking that investing is boring, or that there's not much value in it, it's too much work, that it'll take too much time. Some things that you can look at are, what would it be like if you felt in control of your money decisions? I like to offer people in this position the opportunity to believe that they get to decide what to do about their money. They get to decide how much they earn, They get to decide how much they spend, they get to decide how much they save, and they get to decide how much they invest. This line of thinking, I get to decide, really puts us back into the driver's seat. It's a real power position. When we take control of those decisions and tell ourselves that we get to decide about what we're going to do with our money, then... We start to believe that we make money work for us instead of us working for our money. We feel less at the effect of our job, the people around us and the money that's coming in and more in control. And that sense of control, that sense of empowerment helps us to build confidence, to engage in those discussions around money with our network of trusted advisors, our colleagues, our friends. And that's where the real education comes from, is through that trial and error and that conversational clarity. You know, as I'm creating this podcast, it strikes me that investing is really a conversation about building your skills. We've talked a lot about learning through trial and error, which is really about building that growth mindset. What I've noticed is that A growth mindset starts with this belief that I can learn new skills and I also have my own back if and when I make a mistake. It reminds me about the story about the millionaire who locked away all of his money and possessions with the exception of his phone and the clothes on his back as an experiment to determine what it takes to make money. His goal was to make a million dollars in one year, starting out with those very few resources in terms of money and material goods. What I noticed, though, is that he couldn't give away his confidence, his sense of security and his skills. As the story goes on, he starts to build relationships and earn the trust of others. And then that enables him to offer his skills and ask for compensation in return. So even though he starts out with very little, he's able to build and generate an income quite quickly and then make powerful decisions about what he's doing with that income that allows him to build even more money. What I took away from this story is that when it comes to building wealth, your most important assets are your confidence or your belief in yourself and your ability to deal with obstacles your sense of security, which is your belief in your ability to generate enough income to cover your basic living expenses, and your skills. Noticing that, I've decided that these are the assets that I choose to spend my time, effort, and money in building are number one, my confidence in my ability to deal with obstacles. So my problem solving skills. Number two, my sense of security, or my belief in my ability to generate enough income to cover my basic living expenses. And number three, my marketable skills. So things like my accounting skills, my business development skills, my coaching skills, process improvement, leadership. All of those are things that regardless of how much money I have right now, I still have those skills to fall back on. Zig Ziglar once famously said that five years from now, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the books you read, the places you go, the people you meet, and the things you learn. So choose wisely and make the most of those years. To me, that really highlights the value of investing your time and effort into things that matter, like acquiring new skills, building relationships, pursuing your passion, or contributing to something larger than yourself. So some questions to ask yourself are, what do you want to spend your time doing over the next five years? Where do you want to be in five years? Why is that important to you? Ultimately, investing in your skills is an investment in yourself. It enriches your life, it enhances your potential, and it equips you with the tools that you need to navigate the complexities of the modern world. By continually learning and improving your skills, you position yourself for success, personal growth, and a meaningful and fulfilling journey. If you need any support in terms of applying all of your knowledge and making it practical and usable for yourself, please visit my website to sign up for a free strategy session at financialwellnesscoach.ca. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Take care. Are you looking for a coach who will help you increase your business profit while protecting your time and your well-being? If so, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca.